Turning your Bibles to the book of Luke. We're going to rest, stay the whole time in the book of Luke. But uh, I, I want to reference Romans again. And we know, okay, I'm telling you guys, we know that all things work together for good. To them that are called, to them that are the called according to his purpose. So I'm telling you that that's all of us right now. I'm telling you guys, we know, I have the Bible, I know God, that all things, everything that we're going to face, good and bad, that the brokenness of this world, the good and the bad, all these things are going to work together for them that... That love God. Now, if you're on a path and you're running in a direction, you're doing your own thing, and you've left God in the dust, man, not everything's going to work together for good. Okay, it's it's the promise is to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. So, Mary and Joseph is a perfect illustration of this. You can't deny the fact that this seemed like a very Not good situation, very unstable, everything falling apart from the bad news to everything that was going on with Mary and Joseph to the journey to no room in the end to they almost are going to have their baby killed by Herod. All these things happen in this story. But we see the hand of God in every bit of it. And at first, Joseph didn't believe and he was debating to leave her. The timing wasn't good. She's great with child and now they're traveling and all these things are happening. And you ask them, how did you guys make it? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you've ever known somebody that's been through something, you see me and got Christ high and lifted up at the end of it, you say, man, how, how did you guys get through all of that? God never pulled them out of the situation. God went with them through the situation. And sometimes we think that God's not answering our prayers because we're saying, Lord, just leap me out of this. And God's saying, no, I'm going to come down there. We're going to go through this together. The path that you guys are on today, every single one of us, I'm going to tell you, it's not easy. It's not without problems. Actually, I'm going to put it this way. I said this two weeks ago. It's not only without problems, it's paved with problems. Because you're in a cursed world. And of course, Mary and Joseph, they're saying, I have Jesus. I've got Jesus right here. I've got the Son of God. And God said, just because you have Jesus doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. Sometimes when we have Jesus in our life and we're encountering problems, we're sitting there saying, it shouldn't be this way. God said, when did I tell you that it wouldn't be like this? God never said that. So Mary leaves, comes back, and we studied this last week and found out that she, she was found with child. And Joseph is in this dilemma. And the Bible says he was minded to put her away. He thought on these things. He goes to bed with these things on his mind. And then God stepped into his fears. I'm going to show you guys how God gets us through this. And we, we got this part last week. God stepped into his mind. God stepped into his heart. And God said, it is going to be okay. This thing that is going on, it's me. All right? Sometimes we need that where God steps into our lives. To, he steps into our fears to tell us it's going to be okay. I'm in all of this. It's a powerful message of reminding us that God cares God, we, we learn from that. God cares about our thoughts. While he thought on these things, God's standing there saying, all right, that's enough. I need to do something. All right, and, and God puts his arm and his heart around his heart just to say, Joseph, I, I, I know this doesn't make sense to you right now. God cares and is aware of our frustration, but in his timing. And God touched his heart and God gave him peace. Mary went and said, Joseph, I'm going to tell you all this. And he went, okay, walked away. But when God told him he had peace, it reminds us that true peace in this life comes from nobody outside of God. 
God is the giver of peace. But today, I want to go back to Mary. I don't want to worship Mary. I'm here to tell you guys, and I know you know this, but Mary was just a woman. If you worship Mary, you, you, and you go and go worship the, the statue of Mary, you are worshiping a rock. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, and I'm not saying that she wasn't chosen and she wasn't used, but you do not pray to the mother of Mary. You pray to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray to our Heavenly Father. She was not a saint. She was not sinless. She did not have a halo above her head. She should not be worshipped today. But I would tell you this, she ought to be respected. She ought to be honored. She ought to be lifted up as an example. There there is a lot of things, and you say, why is that? God chose her to give birth to the Son of God. That is an incredible opportunity. It was an incredible gift from God to be chosen to do that. But she stood back and said, hey, I'm, I'm nothing more than a servant girl. Man, I'm, I'm not of royalty. I'm not in any of these things. But she experienced something that nobody else would. So respect her, but do not worship her. We look at how Joseph was guided through this. But I want to go back to Mary, and I want to show you how this teenage girl, if you were to walk, go up to Mary and say, Mary, I want to be honest. Here you are, you're carrying this in your heart. You, you are beginning to, in those stages to, 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 to know that this wasn't just a dream or something. You, you begin to uh, see the baby growing and see, see life changing and know that this has really happened. How did you deal with this? I'm going to tell you that story. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 1 verse 5. And we're going to tell a part of the story that we don't normally tell at Christmas. Honestly, we skip everything that we're talking about. So for the sake of not skipping it and give full attention to this part of the story, we're going to read every bit of this and we're going to start at the top. Luke chapter 1 verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. And his wife was the daughter of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and the ordinance of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was burned to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of the incense. And there appeared unto him an angel, the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. And the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for the Lord, for the prayer, for thy prayer is heard. You know what I thought was interesting about this? Now the prayer that was heard was that wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Uh, guys, just stop for a minute, okay? She is well stricken in age. Okay, just pause for a minute. I I can imagine Zacharias saying, well, yeah, I I remember praying for us to get pregnant. Um, That was 45 years ago. (laughs) I don't, don't, you know, and I know it doesn't say that, but I mean, the the story being is they're they're like great grandparents at this phrase. And so the Lord has heard it. And I, I just thought that was interesting how the Lord does answer his prayers, our prayers. But sometimes he said, wait, 
to the point where you're thinking God has completely forgotten about that prayer. And then God steps in as, you know, he's walking in there. God's I heard your prayer like, what? Just going on. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of these in there. So I'm going to tell you that this story is just cool. So we're going to have a good time with this. And thou shalt have joy and gladness. And many shall rejoice at his birth, and he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many other children of Israel shall turn, shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, to the disobedient, to the wisdom of the unjust, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I mean, he had a job to do. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee glad tidings. Behold, thou shalt be dumb, meaning you cannot speak, and not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words and shall be fulfilled in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak unto them. They perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, that he departed in his own house. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me. And the days wherein he looked upon me, on me, to take away my reproach among men. And I'll be honest, there's a lot going on here. The beginning of this story that we normally think of with the, the Christmas story and all the things like we're going to hear tonight with the, with the kids program and that. We think of Mary and Joseph. Open up a card, Mary and Joseph. You, you, you sit down to tell the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. We begin with the, the Christmas story of Mary, Joseph, manger, angels, wise men. But not John the Baptist. Five months before Mary, it started with a woman named Elizabeth, the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He would, in a way, be the introduction of Jesus. He would make a way. He would preach and teach and call people attention that the time is at hand and the Son of God is coming and behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. But you think, talk about things not being normal. Yes, you know how we get so accustomed to how we do things that this is not how we do. And if we do anything different than how we do them, we get all razzled. I mean, it's just true. I mean, life changes and the world changes. God was a God of always doing things different. I'll show you how different. You take two extremes. Over here, you have a virgin that's that, that, that is now conceived with the Son of God that's known not a man. And you go over here, a woman that is well stricken in age, and God blesses her in, her in her old age, and you're saying, man, none of this makes sense. God is a God that works in mysterious ways. And sometimes I think we're afraid of when things don't look normal that we get away from them. That when God calls you to do something, or God changes your ways, or God changes your thoughts, None of this was normal. She could not have children. Or she thought, God's ways are not our ways. I believe that we miss out on seeing God work because sometimes we reject when God is leading something that goes against normal. 
God always went against the norm like this. So when something is not working out or the timing seems to be ridiculous, brace yourself because all that's going to work together for good because you're called according to his purpose. And when you think that this is just a crazy situation and there's no good that can come from this, that's when God steps in to do good. Now look at this. Zechariah now can't speak, so he can't even fully explain his situation and the people he encounters. Elizabeth is an older woman, and now she's about six months pregnant in this story. And you say, what happens next? Watch how God ties the two stories together. Watch how God has Mary and Joseph over here, and Zechariah and Elizabeth, and God's saying, watch what I do. Watch how I have their past cross. Verse 26, the very next verse. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. Of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Now, we know, I know we've already gone through these verses, but I want to tie the, the two together. At this point, Mary has no clue that her cousin is five to six months pregnant. Verse 34. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which thou shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Notice what he says in the middle of this. He said in the middle of that, the shadow of the Most High, shall, or the, the, the presence of the Most High, or the power of the Most High, shall overshadow thee. You know what he was saying? Mary, you're not going to go through any of this that I'm not going to be with you. There's not one thing from talking to Joseph, to not finding a place to stay, to Herod coming after you, to running out of money and having the wise men show up. He said, I am telling you right now, you will not face one thing that I'm not overshadowing you with the power of God. Not one thing. God was saying, when you encounter these things, I will be there. And I'm going to tell you guys, it is the exact same thing with us. Because we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, there is not one thing that you'll ever face in this life that you face by yourself. Now, this is what I would say in a situation like that. You're going to come back and say, I'll tell you what. I'm in something, I've been through something, and I did not see God anywhere. There was no dream, there was no angel Gabriel, there was no divine revelation, there was no amazing appearance of God in any way. How can you say that? Well, the truth is right here in the middle of this. Notice how God interjects in the middle of this story. After he said, I will be with you, notice what he says next, verse 36, and behold, thy cousin Elizabeth. I'd be like, what? Um, excuse me, um, I thought, my cousin, why, why, why did all of a sudden, in the middle of this story, are you bringing up my cousin? Now, I, I know, guys, that we, we've told these stories and we've been through this before. Have you ever stopped to wonder why God brought these two stories together? Why, in the middle of this, start saying, well, let's talk about your cousin for a minute. She hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for with God nothing shall be impossible. I'll be honest, at one point in, uh, of my life, I looked at this and said, wow, God's interjecting a really cool inner story, uh, uh, illustration in the middle of this, saying, hey, I'll show you how I can do the impossible. Even your cousin's pregnant. She couldn't even have kids. But I realized there's a lot more to it than that. Verse 38, Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, 
Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah. And entered in the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told from the Lord. Can you imagine this sight? Now, I mean, I've told this story, I've laid it out of the wise men, of the shepherds, of Mary and Joseph, of entering in. We have told this story through our Christmas drama for, for years and years and years. But how many of us in the Christmas story have ever stopped to imagine this part of it? Mary's sitting there. She hears this news. She, she is overwhelmed with nobody would believe me. Nobody would ever get what I'm going with. Here's Elizabeth way over here. And Elizabeth's saying, nobody would believe me. She's saying, I can't even talk to my husband. You think about it. Yeah, I, I can't even talk to my husband about it. He can't even speak anymore. It's not even like we could interact. Here's something is going on in her life that is way different than expected. And something is going on in her life that is way different than expected. And all of a sudden, God brings those two lives together. Two people dealing with life. Dealing with crazy situations. And God says, I know that you two need each other. So you can imagine two girls coming together, bursting with feelings, emotions, excitement. Have any of you guys ever realized how weird it is when girls come together and they're excited? I'm saying weird things happen. And I've been there. They get this. ah, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. But they, they do this hand thing or they do this and, and it's like, they, it's like you're just seeing each other a week ago. They're like, ah, and then they get this high-pitched squeal thing that goes on and then they run up to each other and, the, you know, they find out that somebody's pregnant. Have you ever been there? And like, oh, I get this. And then they start fanning themselves and they're like, oh, I can't believe this. And then they, they hold their mouth. They, they do one of these things and they'd be like, I can't believe I'm crying. And then they're like waving the tears away or something. I don't know. Like, this is going to make it not cry or whatever. And then they hold their face again. And then they get all excited. And, oh, this is so... Girls, it's just weird. I can't even explain it. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. But imagine this. They're both pregnant doing this. They're both coming together. They're both excited. They both have these things. You guys have to understand, there was no Instagram. There was no Twitter. There was no email. There was no Facebook. There was no phone calls, no cell phones, none of this. Every bit of information they're sharing with each other is brand new except from what the angel told Mary. And here they come to this encounter and you say, why is this story in the middle of this story? Because Elizabeth needed Mary. And Mary needed Elizabeth. If you were to ask Mary, how did you make it through? How did you carry such a burden? How did you process this in your heart? 
If you ever notice how many times, I think it's twice when we read about Mary, that Mary responds and it says that she pondered all of these things in her heart. And it was, she didn't get it out. She, she processed that she was in there. She was praying and all of a sudden nobody would understand. Nobody would understand. And God says, oh, that's not true. Your cousin would understand. You know who you need to go to is your cousin. Because I'm working in your life and I'm working her life and maybe you two should get together. I, I have a long introduction and then we'll get to our points. But the title of this message in the middle of the Christmas story is the fact that we're in this together. Have you ever thought, we're in this together? And Mary, you would go up and say, I thought the, God said the power of the highest was going to be upon you. And, and, and you don't have to fear what's going. And he promised that I'd be with you. Well, where was he in all of that? Mary would come back and say, well, God was working through one of my relatives named Elizabeth. God was speaking to me and God was comforting me and God was blessing me through another believer of Christ. And it came, God was doing all this right now and some of you in your life and, and you're thinking, man, I, I, I'm all alone in this. According to this story, according to illustration, when life seems unstable, you're not alone. You know how I can prove it? Look around you right now. Look around you right now. And if we dare have the idea that we're going through life alone and we don't tap into the fact that God has blessed us with other believers and other Christians and friends and family, then we have missed how God works. It wasn't a coincidence, it wasn't an action of how God did this. Yes, God was the one that introduced the amazing challenge. God was the one that did the miracle in their life. God was the one that gave them the power, but God also gave them each other to bear the burden as they went through this. This is a huge part of the Christmas story. When life seems unstable, number one, God brings confirmation through His people. When life seems unstable, and you feel like, man, I, I, I can't get a grip on anything. As soon as I get a hold of something, everything changes, and I'm, I'm moving, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm, my, my life is all different. Let's look at verse 41 again. It came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary... The babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and she spake out with a loud voice saying, Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Can you imagine Mary hearing those words and responding to Elizabeth saying, What did you just say? She said, I said, you're blessed above all the women. And she says, you know what? Look at verse 28. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. Word for word, what the angel told her. Here, here's what God is doing. Elizabeth didn't randomly say this. God is confirming to her of the blessings of God. Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit of God. God is working through Elizabeth. God is speaking to Mary through another believer. Saying the words that no one else on the planet could possibly say. See, we know the facts. We know that God said, I'll be with you. We know how God works and all these things. But I'll, tell, I'll be honest. There are spots in our life that you just say that God is quiet. Or I feel alone. Or I am scared to death. Or I don't know where to go. And God will cross our paths. I cannot emphasize this enough. Can you imagine this story, what it would have been like if Mary would have found this out? 
And then she, she would have skipped this whole part of the story, what life would have been for, uh, like for Elizabeth and what life would have been like for Mary. Uh, I'm serious. Think, think about all the excitement, and I'll show you how this builds up here in a minute, of what comes as a result of this. Something big that we do mention comes as a result of this part of the story. I can't tell you guys enough, you should not be avoiding God's people. You should not be holding all these things in your own heart and not expressing them. The Bible says that Mary pondered these things in her heart, but when she encountered a Christian that God brought into her path, she said, I told her all the salutations, or I told her the whole thing. She wasn't complaining. She wasn't being bitter. She wasn't mad. She was just simply saying, man, I've had this on my heart, and I need to get it out. And Elizabeth responds to her and says, you know what? That makes sense. God's going to use you and God is with you and God is amazing and God did this to me and this is my story. You tell me your story and I'll tell you my story. That is what we do. That is who we are. That's why it's so important that you don't get into the habit of walking in church, sitting down, walking out and thinking that you went to church. Church is the body of believers that come alongside each other to help each other through life. What's on your heart today and who have you told? You say, I don't know who to tell you. You see, God will cross our paths like crazy. God will intercept you with people at random times. And all of a sudden, when nobody in the world would understand, Elizabeth's saying, I get it. I'd imagine two pregnant women, ice cream and pickles, you know, telling their stories, sharing their encounters, all these things that are going on. Last Sunday, Pastor Michael told the story how that he was in a place that he felt that God was going to move him and do something with his life. And Pastor Michael was saying that he met with uh, Susan and they were talking about that and saying, but here's the thing, I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to go look, I'm not going to ask until God steps in and God does something. That same day, we encountered a group of Christians about 800 miles away from where he was at that told us about Michael. The same day. The same day they told us about this guy, it was the same day that I was calling up another guy to say that we don't feel like you're the right fit for our church and we're not going to do this. I walk into the other room and I encounter uh, this guy. This guy tells us about Michael. We leave the room and I can't remember somebody, one of the two uh, calls Michael and talks to him about the possibility of this. The same day that he's sitting there saying, God, if you were to move us, I'm not going to go look. But if you were to call us and lead us, that we'll go. You say, wow, that's a crazy coincidence. No, that's God working in us. God has a way to sit there and bring people the words and things. And I think we let the charismatics sit there, you know, all the prophecies and weird stuff that we sit there and get all scared about that we don't believe that God speaks through us. That God touches us and God gives us peace and God gives us words and God gives us encouragement on purpose to let us know that God is in control. For just to hear the words of somebody else to say, man, I understand what you're saying. I've had many times in my office where I was literally working on something. It's even happened in this past week and somebody will walk into my office, sit down and say, I have this idea and it's crazy. And I'm sitting there going, I had the same idea. Look back at verse 44. For lo, as soon as the voice of salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. I'll be honest, this is odd. Number one, this had to be significant. All right, she didn't say, oh, wow, the baby just moved. She said, wow, the baby just leaped. 
Okay, I looked up that word. It literally means that. It meant like, uh, you know, John the Baptist was, I don't know what he was doing, but he, it was significant enough for her to know that. I thought the other thing that was cool in there, he leaped for joy. Have any of you ladies, I don't know what this is like, ever had the baby move and say, wow, that was a happy move. You know, it was like, the, the baby's moving in there and the baby's, I, I, don't, I don't get that, but she significantly knew that something inside of me is telling me that something good is happening right now. When I hear those words, the baby leaped for joy. And there's something about the Spirit. And the Bible says she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he, she, she was carrying the Son of God. It's something about God speaking to His people. And us inside knowing that something good is happening. And God says, yes, I am in this. And yes, you are not alone. Here's what's cool. God is stirring them and God is exciting them and God is reaffirming and God is confirming everything that is going on. And then next comes the song of praise of Mary. The song of praise did not come after Mary met Gabriel. It did not happen after she encountered the wise men and all the treasures. It did not come after the star was shining over her. It came after she was confirmed in her heart from another Christian. Now listen to what she says. Verse 46, and Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Can you imagine her hearing these words and, man, my baby just leaped and this is God and God's in you and you are blessed and I am blessed and all this. And all of a sudden this feelings and emotions and excitement building up in both of their hearts. And Mary said, I've got to go. She falls down in this room and she begins to cry out to God, my soul doth magnify the Lord. God, I didn't know how big and how awesome this is, but you have confirmed to me that you are an amazing God and you are working right now. It follows this that she says, my spirit hath rejoiced in my God, my Savior. I am glad. I am happy. My spirit, the inner man, who I am is excited. You realize that all of this came from encountering another believer for he hath regarded the lowest state of my handmaid. She was saying, who am I? For behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. And holy is his name. You talk about a change of perspective. Man, she's walking out of there. Man, God's going to do great things through this. Knowing in her mind that she was going to probably have to, if, if the storyline is correct, of how we were trying to portray that. When Joseph saw her, she was with child. Meaning that she had it in her mind that, man, God is in this. When, when I encounter Joseph, God's going to take care of this. When things seem unstable, God brings confirmation through his people. When things seem unstable, God brings comfort through his people. Elizabeth was alone in the situation. She couldn't even talk to her own husband. The Bible says she hid herself for five months. That's a long time. To be away was such a big change in your life. Five months she hid herself. No one would understand. No one would get this. Seeing this woman well stricken in age, you can imagine her. Can you imagine Zachariah saying, it's been long enough, honey. We're going to go in the town. Can you imagine that first time that this older lady that was barren, that wanted a child so bad... Was to, was to get up and uh, go in the town and she's walking through town and you see this older, and I don't know, how old is well stricken in age? I'm not putting an age on that, so quit looking at me. I'm not that brave. I'm not going to do that. And she was, she was just old, okay? Let's just put it like that. She was old. 
And, and she's walking through there, and she's six months pregnant. You can imagine this awkward situation where they walk up, and she, she doesn't know how to explain this. So they just ask Zachariah. You guys aren't getting it. <laughs> Zachariah can't talk. So here the guy is just like, oh, you know, just... How do, you, how do you explain that when you have these two old people walking through the thing, one well-stricken and pregnant, and all the guys sitting there doing is pointing at her and pointing to God. And like, you know, nobody was understanding this situation. Zachariah can't even explain it, and she's hiding herself for these months and all this. And then Mary shows up. No one could ever say to Mary or to Elizabeth, I know how you feel. I know what it's like to deal with something like this. And you know what I think is so cool about this? Do you think it's an accident the way that God did this? Where you have somebody that they were estimated, I know just from Jewish history, she was probably around 16. Elizabeth, well stricken in age, the way they put it, she's up there, okay? And God brings two people from two far extremes together to carry the burdens of one another. If that isn't a message to the church of the ages coming together to work together for the glory of God, I don't know what is. And we have this mindset that I'm much different. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Mary walked in there much different the way she dressed or the way, the way that she was talking her vocabulary and everything else. And Elizabeth was much different in the way that she viewed and had children and the way she talked and much, much different. It's amazing how God works through the church to make the family of God a family of different ages, of different backgrounds, of different styles, of different personalities. But they found a bond. They taught each other. They loved each other. They encouraged each other. They shared with each other. They challenged each other. They shared their experience with one another. And with the timing of this, she left six or three months later. So she was there for six months or during the six months, which means that she was probably there to even help her give birth. You can imagine Elizabeth saying, I'll tell you what, Mary, I'm not as young as you. I'm carrying this baby, but... I'll be honest, I'm nervous about giving birth. And a lot of women have died giving birth. And maybe, maybe God promised me this child, but He never promised me that I would live through it. And Mary said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll just stay the three months and we'll do this together. You think the timing of this is just by accident? All of this for a reason. Because this was a blessing that both of them had that they both did not fully understand. But God gave them each other And God was showing them to lean on one another, to love one another, and to be there for one another. How cool is that? That all of this is in the middle of the Christmas story. And you say, how did did Mary and Joseph make it? And we skip right over these things. And God says, no, I crossed their path and brought people together to bear the burdens of one another. You're not in this alone. And let me close with this. When life seems unstable, God brings confirmation through his people god brings comfort through his people but god brings change through his people remember when i said all things work together for good all things work together according to his plan his purpose 
You realize that Mary and Joseph coming together and Zechariah and Elizabeth and their whole situation and Elizabeth and Mary coming together and all this was for a bigger purpose than just having a baby and just making it through and just enduring life and just, I hope I make it through another day. It was bigger than that. Guys, us coming together as a church and us loving on one another and us serving God together, all of these things is bigger than just making it through life. Zechariah was told in verse 16, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit of the power of Elias and turn their hearts of the fathers to the children and to the disobedient of the wisdom of the unjust to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. They they had a a promise in saying, you know what, I'm going to use this situation and the outcome of you coming together, the outcome of your encouragement and dealing with life is going to be the fact that many are going to come to know Christ. You know why you don't need to retreat? You know why you don't need to stay at home? And you know why you don't need to avoid people? Because God does great things through His people when we come together. God does great things through us when we realize that we're here together for a bigger purpose than us. It wasn't about Mary. It wasn't about Joseph. It wasn't about Zachariah. It wasn't about Elizabeth. It was about accomplishing the work of the Lord. The same message was given in verse 31 to Mary. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great. He shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of David. 